welcome back to Fund Your Future with DRS. And today we're exploring a great topic that we get questions all the time about, which is when you're starting as a new state employee, how do you choose between plan two and plan three? I'm so excited that we're having this conversation because it is a super common question. I'm not sure how many like brand new employees are gonna just sit down and listen to our podcast, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that happens. And also super excited because this is the first time we've ever had somebody else in the studio with us to talk about this. And so we've invited Kim from our contact center who has these conversations all the time with customers. Every day. Uh, every, every day. Every day. And so folks who are in the um, public employee plan or the school employee plan or the teacher's plan um, have a choice between plan two and plan three. And so we're just going to talk generally, try to answer some of those questions. Yeah. So Kim, if I'm a new employee to the state and I'm trying to choose between plan two and three and there are varying differences, how do I make a decision? What's the difference? So we can't make the decision for you at DRS, but what I can do is I can tell you the difference between the two plans, help you kind of make a decision. Choosing between plan two and three is definitely an individual choice. Depending on what your career goals are, how long you plan to work for the state. Do you want to work for five years? Do you want to work for 10 years? What is your age? Are you under the age of 44 or are you over the age of 44? Those are some of the things that you want to consider because those all play into vesting. When you become vested, when you can draw your monthly lifetime benefit. So if you are- Do you want to kind of just touch on vesting a little bit and what that means? Absolutely, absolutely. So vesting is you would need to have a minimum of five years for plan two to be eligible to draw a monthly lifetime benefit when you become age eligible. Yeah, and so that's five years of having worked for the state. Absolutely, within one of the plans, you would need to be in a retirement eligible position and work and get at least 60 service credits. You get one service credit for every month you work 90 hours or more. When you hit 60 service credits, you have five years, you're now vested in plan two. Plan three is a little different. Um, if you are under the age of 44, you may need to work for 10 years. Mm. You may need 120 service credits in order to become vested for a lifetime monthly benefit in plan three. So um, if a member is under the age of 44, you will be required to get 10 years of service credits in plan three, unless you work at least 12 months after the age of 44. What that means is you have to work at least 12 months between age 44 and 45. Mm -hmm. And then you would only need a total of five years service credit or more to be vested for that same monthly lifetime benefit. So if you're over the age of 44, then the vesting is the same. You'll, you'll vest in five years, whether you're in plan two or whether you're in plan three. Correct, okay. correct. So what, what are some of the other differences between plan two and plan three when you're talking to a customer and kind of explaining side by side the two plans? What, what other than vesting would you talk to somebody about? So with plan two, you're going to have an either or choice, I call it. When you separate from employment, if you are vested, you have the option to either take your contributions and the interest your contributions have accrued and forfeit your pension or you leave those contributions and interest there, they get swept into the pension fund, and then when you are age eligible, you can draw a monthly lifetime benefit. That's for plan two. Plan three, you have what we call two pots of money. You will vest 
So you can draw your lifetime monthly benefit. Remember, you either work the five years or the 10 years in plan three. And once you're age eligible, you will get your monthly lifetime benefit because that benefit is funded in part by the employer contributions. The second pot of money are the, the contributions that you've paid into the investment program. And when you separate from employment, those monies are yours and they will not have any impact on your monthly lifetime benefit. Hmm. So it, it, you used a word age eligible. And so for our plans two and plan three, in general, the retirement age is 65. So whether you stop work at 50 or whether you stop work at 65, once you reach age 65, you're gonna be el eligible for that monthly pension benefit as a plan two member or as a plan three member. Correct, correct. Okay. Age 65 is full retirement age. What other mm -hmm. what other differences or things would people want to think about? I, I've certainly used the two bucket story for plan three as a way to think about that. It, what other things do you share with people or, or make sure that they're aware of when they're making that choice? The benefit calculation at time of drawing your retirement. For plan two, we use a 2% calculation. 2% times your um, average income, your monthly average income, times your service credit years. Mm -hmm. That's how we determine your monthly benefit. With plan three, it's a 1% calculation. It is 1% of 1% uh, times your service credit years times your average earnings. In plan three, you have that second pot of money that you can draw from to sort of bridge the gap for that extra percent that you're not getting in plan two. Mm -hmm. So that's where I talk to our members and let them know, depending on how long you plan to work, what your financial goals are when you retire. Would you do better with having that second pot of money, your investment money that you can work from at the time of retirement and you can afford to take a 1% benefit calculation? Or do you just need that 2% benefit calculation to carry you through? Yeah. So there's, there's a lot more, some would say like a lot more certainty with plan two and what you're going to get at time of retirement because that second bucket in plan three is your investment account. And so much of that is determined by one, how much you choose to put in to the investment account and then what investments you choose and then how the market does during that time. There's just a lot more kind of unknowns or maybe some of those things are in your control and some of those things are outside of your control. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I, I kind of wanted to touch on is I, I would think that maybe some people that are not familiar with investing mm -hmm. or maybe they hear with plan three that you have to choose your investments and that's kind of scary to them. Kim, what would you say to that? So if you're not that comfortable with investment, you're not really, you don't really understand how investment works, you may want to seek outside advice to find out if this is a plan that is really right for you before you go into plan three. And again, since DRS can't make the decision for you, get some help from someone that can help you determine if that is the right plan for you. Yeah. So when a person calls in and they're trying to make this choice, it, it seems like to me oftentimes people will just ask their coworker. They'll, they'll ask their neighbor, they'll ask their mom or dad, or, or, or maybe sometimes their mom or dad will tell them what, what plan to choose. Yeah. Um, th th there's a lot of outside influences, I think, when people are making these choices. And one thing I've, I heard someone say once is that neither of these plans are bad. They're just different. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that's one of the things that sometimes overwhelms new hires, uh, that they're like, it is a lifetime decision. Like once you make this choice, this is 
going to be your plan for as long as you're here, um, as long as you're working for your school or your city or your county or wherever you're working as a public employee. And so that, that can feel like a lot of pressure. Um, but I, I know from working here, one of the things I oftentimes see with new employees is they stress about this decision a lot. Like it's not just people who are calling in, it's people who are sitting down next to you um, and they've asked you just as a neighbor, as a friend, as a colleague, what do I choose? And once again, I think you would go back to, we can't tell you what to do, but how do you help people kind of reduce some of that stress, I guess? Provided that they're calling at the beginning of their hire, yeah, and they have that full 90 days, I really encourage them to seek financial certified, licensed financial advice on how investments work before you make that lifetime commitment to what you're going to do with your pension. Yeah. It's, you know, one of the things we haven't touched on is with plan three, we, we mentioned that you you're, have an investment portion, that's that second bucket of money, but you also have to choose how much you're going to put in. And I, I know we've certainly seen, you've probably had this conversation a lot of times where people choose a percentage and then they're like, oh, <laughs> whoops. Yes. Either too much or too little or they, they want to change that. Um, but but, but you can still change your percentage, right? No. You once, so in plan oh. three, you're, you're locked in. It's an IRS rule that you have oh. to stay with the percentage. But... If you want to add more, you can always put money into DCP or oh, some gotcha. additional savings vehicle. They're stressed at the front end about having to make a decision that locks them in, and they forget that there's these other vehicles where if they want to save more, they've got that opportunity to do yes. it later on. Um, and the great thing with DCP, as we've talked about a lot of times on the podcast already, is that you can change that amount at any time. You yes. can go up or down, how, however your budget does it. But I mean, I know, Kim, you, you probably had a number of conversations with folks who, well, I chose 15% and then I saw how much that was coming out of my check and now I'm struggling to pay my bills. Yeah. And not thinking about that kind of whole budget. Like, I know when I started, it always seems like the advice for retirement is save as much as you can early on. But if somebody chooses plan three and chooses 15%, that might be too much for where they're at in their life. I don't know. Do you have do you have a story or a thought about that? Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, members will call in in that same instance. And how do I how do I increase that I'm getting closer to retirement and I didn't put enough in? Or how do I decrease that I've got years before I'm retiring and I can't afford to live with 15 percent? Unfortunately, once you make that election, it is irrevocable unless you change employers. As long as you change employers, you are able to change the percentage. But as long as you are with that employer, you cannot change a percentage. That includes staying with the employer and going to a different position. You still cannot change that percentage. You must go to a completely new employer to change that position. So that is something that you really want to think about in the beginning. You yeah. really want to just decide what you want to put in. Yeah. So if I'm working for the Department of Retirement Systems, then I can't change that unless I decide to, like if I decide to go become a teacher, or work for a school mm -hmm. under the school employees retirement system, then I could change. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. A and and, but, and if you're a teacher, so if you're a teacher and you go from the Auburn school district to the Kent school district, then you can change your percentage. But if you're in the Auburn school district at the high school and you go to the elementary school, you oh. haven't changed employers. I mean, it feels like I've got a new job. I've changed positions, but I'm still with the same employer. Yes. As and long you're as I'm still under the teacher's... Teachers retirement, retirement system, system plan, yeah. but you're moving, say, like you said, from the Auburn school district to the 
if you, if you go from one school to a, if you go from one school employer district, district to, to a different school district, then, then you, you can could change. change. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. That is something that does confuse many of our plan three members within the teacher's retirement system. They're thinking that if they are with the same district, but they go to a different school, that that constitutes a change. They can make the adjustment. It's pretty simple when you're in the public employees because you're going from Department of Retirement Systems to another department of. Yeah. That's pretty straightforward. But a lot of times the teachers are a little confused that they must leave and go to a different district before they can make that change. Yeah. So same sort of thing. If I'm working for the Department of Retirement Systems and I decide that I'm going to go work for the Department of Ecology, then I could also choose to make that change. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. But but if you get promoted at DRS, DRS, then, then no, no, you're. Yeah. And that's. I mean, I've certainly heard from people who've said, you know, that they've looked to change jobs. This has been a, a factor that they take into consideration because they want to they want to save more for retirement or they their budget is stretched and they need to lower their contributions and so they want to look for other employment. And that's really, it's an IRS rule and we're kind of stuck with it. Um, but that's where DCP can really give you that additional flexibility of putting either more in for retirement or less in for retirement, kind of that additional lever to pull one way or the other. Yeah. So I want to circle back and you know, we're talking about, you, you can only make this change if you're ch- uh, changing employers and this only applies to plan three. Correct. Correct. One thing to keep in mind is even if you change jobs, you're still in the public employee's retirement system and you were in plan three, you will stay in plan three. You cannot leave one employer and go to another employer and now go to plan two. Two. The only thing you can change is the contribution rate when you go to that new employer. If you're in plan two, your contributions are going to stay the same for your at least for that particular, correct, for your retirement system. This is one of the things that I think confuses folks. The The plan two contribution rate is set by the state and it can change every two years. Right, but it's not up to it, me. It, I don't have to worry about it. It's just going to be whatever the state decides. That's that's a really good point. And, and I think sometimes one of the reasons people sometimes choose plan three is because they don't want their contribution rate to change at all. Oh. So they say, I want to be, be at 7% or I want to be at 5%. I want to know I have this set amount coming out of my salary. And one of the ways I oftentimes hmm. have described it to people is that in plan three, you're giving up some certainty on what you're going to get at time of retirement, but you're getting more certainty on what's coming out of your check while you're working. Good point. And plan two is kind of the opposite. You, you give up some security or certainty on what's coming out of your check but you gain that additional security on knowing what you're going to receive in your formula. You got this 2% set formula where plan three, you've got this two-part benefit, your your pension and your investment account. So there's yeah. that different certainty. And that's, I think a lot of times what people, when they look at these two plans, they just look at the pension part and they say, well, 2% is bigger than 1%. Of course, I'm going to choose the <laughs> amount that's bigger. But yeah. I know, I'm sure you've retired people or, or talked to people who are close to retirement and when you look at both parts of their benefit together, they were better off being a plan three member than a plan two member. But you only know that once you actually get to retirement, which is the hard part. There's which no goes s- back to the whole conversation of speaking with a financial planner about your specific situation. So is it safe to say in general that plan two is sort of a set it and forget it and plan three is if you want to have a little bit more of a hand in your retirement account? That's, that's a good way to, to look at it. That, yeah. that is safe to say. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a really good 
way to think about it. The, the thing I always want to stress to people, though, is you still need to know the way your plan works. Yeah. What you're saying is true if you have a 40-year career. So what I would say to that is, again, that goes back to my first question to the member to think about. What are your career goals? How long do you plan to work for the state? Are you going to work five years, 10 years, 20 years, or 30 years? That is something that you want to consider on the front end so that it helps you to make the decision on whether Plan 2 or Plan 3 would be better for you. On our website, on the DRS website, there are some very good tools, and mm -hmm. there's a Plan mm -hmm. Choice tool that shows you side-by-side side your benefit calculation, 2% versus 1%. It also shows you that for Plan 2, you either take your pension or you take your money. Plan 3, you get your pension and you get your money. The few of the other things that are in there is Plan 2, as Seth was mentioning. Your contribution rate is set by legislature. You can't increase or decrease no matter what. Plan 3, you do get to choose at the front end, and then you cannot change it unless you change actual employers. Right. And then one of the other things that I usually will mention to our members that is out there, and it's something that's a little newer that not a lot of our members are aware of, is if you separate from either Plan 2 or Plan 3, and you are not yet age eligible, age 65, and you're going to delay drawing your benefit until you do become age eligible, you would lose the opportunity to continue your state health care in Plan 2 if you separate and delay drawing. But in Plan 3, you can separate and delay and you are still eligible to receive your state coverage for health care. And again, a lot of good information on the DRS website, and that is mentioned in the Choose a Plan, mm -hmm. Plan 2 versus Plan 3. There's some really good side-by-side -side comparison for each aspect of how the Plan 2 and the Plan 3 lay out. I think the, the real thing for people to remember, once again, is that there are just different features of these plans, and there isn't necessarily a right answer or a wrong answer, which I think is really oftentimes uncomfortable for people. And I know in some of my more devilish moments with new employees at DRS who are really like stressing about this for a long time, it's just like, I just tell them flip a coin. Like, honestly, like they're both good plans. And then learn everything you can about that plan. And Kim, you kind of were alluding to this earlier. It's not just the people who just started employment that sometimes have these questions. They're people who are 10 or 15 or 20 years and they have like buyer's remorse. They feel like, oh, I made the wrong decision. I really wish I would have done this or I would have done that. And in some ways, that's like just beating yourself up. There's nothing you can do about the past. You just have to look, what can I do from this point going forward? Can I save more in DCP? Oh, I'm thinking Definitely. about, yeah, if I'm yeah. thinking about changing like, jobs, then maybe I have a different choice yeah. or a different. If you want to save more for retirement, DCP is a great option. Yeah, absolutely. It can be stressful. Mm -hmm. at the very, it's a lot of pressure, but it's your life savings. It's your retirement plan. Take that extra time, do the extra work, use the multiple tools that DRS has out there to help educate you on this, and then seek outside financial help with someone that can answer the question of what decision should I make, since we here at DRS cannot answer that question for you. You have 90 days to do your homework and do some research. DRS is always willing and happy to help kind of sort out some of the questions that you have when you're looking at the side-by-side -side comparison. And we never have a problem doing that for our members. But you've got 90 days. Do your homework. Do a little research. <laughs> Ask the professionals that can give you advice before you make that decision. The 90-day choice is a really good point because when you're a new employee, you have so many decisions to make. 
But a lot of those decisions you have to make in a week or 30 days. And it might be worth saying, hey, I'm going to put a reminder on my calendar 45 days from now or 60 days from now when things have settled down a little bit in my life because there's so much other stuff that you're going through when you're a new employee and and saying, OK, now I'm going to go back to this decision or I'm going to I'm going to poke around a little bit with it for the first 30 days or the first 60 days. I'm going to watch a video on the DRS website or I'm going to um, talk to some colleagues and, and kind of try to learn a little bit more about this. But give yourself that time and grace because um, one of the things we haven't talked about is that if you don't make a choice within that 90 days, you will become a Plan 2 member and that will be your plan going forward. This is something that changed. It used to be Plan 3 in the past after 90 days. And so for so for some of our folks who are listeners who have been employees for a long time, the retirement rules change sometimes. And so it's important to stay up to date. It's another good reason to do some research and learn about it. 90 days feels like it could be a bit of a rush, but take care of those other decisions that are really pressing and then give yourself some time to think about retirement. So I appreciate that you came in and talked to us, Kim. We're hoping to bring more DRS employees in and talk about these common topics. And so if you have questions, it's DRS dot podcast at drs.wa.gov. I never get... Podcasts, plural. Podcasts. Thank you. Never (laughs) never get that right. But we've been getting great questions and I really appreciate that our listeners are continuing to engage. And the last thing I'll mention too is that we have regular webinars that's about choosing a plan, making that choice between two and three. And you can sign up for a live webinar where you can go get your questions answered or you can also watch a pre-recorded version of the webinar on the website. Well, thank you, Kim. We really appreciate your wealth of knowledge and just being here today to be on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening. And now we'd love to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear about? What questions do you have for us? Send an email to drs.podcasts at drs.wa.gov. That's drspodcasts at drs.wa.gov. The Department of Retirement Systems provides this podcast as a public service, but it's neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of DRS policy. References to any specific product or entity do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by DRS employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of DRS or any of its officials.